Hey, everyone. Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark. And Bethany's actually not with me today. This is kind of weird. Uh, We had technical difficulties in trying to record our last podcast. So I am here to simply set up uh, a previous episode, uh, one that we actually released about three years ago at the time of my recording now. So uh, hopefully if you've listened to it, it's been a long time. And if you have never listened to it before, we think this is a good and helpful contribution to our series on communication. This episode is uh, called Trap Questions. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today we want to talk about trap questions. You know, good old trap questions. Like, do you think that girl looks pretty? Ooh. (laughs) When the wife thinks that there's a pretty person and she thinks, you know, well, if he says yes, then I've caught him thinking that someone else is pretty. If he says no, he's lying and he's got a problem. It's an impossible question. Or like, does this dress make me look fat? Oh. What does the husband say? Especially when they've put on weight. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what what do you say? Or, um, you know, there's a meal that the husband's mother has given to the wife and she makes the meal. And as they're sitting, enjoying the meal, she says, does your mom make this better than me? Yeah. Do you like mine better (laughs) or your mom's better? Pick. Choose. Impossible. (laughs) Questions. What a setup. Or when we're pregnant and it's like, do I look big? Am I really getting big? Uh, you know, and no. it's like, of course you're getting big. You have a baby <laughs> growing inside you. Yeah. Oh, I have to say, I, I don't really do these questions. Uh, you don't. I okay. Don't think. Okay, but I I know that there are women out there who ask them, and you see them a lot in like shows and movies. The women, I don't know, turning to their husbands and asking. I think it does happen for sure, and that is, it's bad. It's just wrong. I mean, wives out there, you just can't do this. You can't turn to your husband and ask a question and put him in a position where either answer is wrong. It's a trap. It's like if he says yes, he's wrong. If he says no, he's wrong. He's stuck. There's nowhere for him to go. We can't set up our husbands. We can't set up our friends. We can't set up anyone, our bosses, you know, but specifically our husbands. Put them in what I like to call a sticky wicket. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, you like to call it that? I love this phrase, a sticky wicket. Okay, yeah. Right? It puts you in a sticky wicket. You're mm-hmm. stuck in the mud. Super sticky. I don't know what a wicket is, but no. it, it just it's it's bad. It's not it's good. It's a bad situation. <laughs> so I just You don't want to be stuck in a sticky wicket. No, 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 you do not. And so I think I I want to strongly say to wives, like, you you cannot you cannot do this. This just can't be done. This can't be something that comes to your mind. And if it does um, you know what? Just just push that aside. Ask a different question. Lay it down, and and don't go there because you're not gonna like the outcome, and and new regardless of how he answers. And so therefore, you're just you're just setting up a conflict, right? You're just putting your spouse in a position where they're gonna respond, or they're gonna stumble through a response and feel awkward. And then you're going to maybe be upset with their response. And there's going to be some sort of building, escalating quarrel that happens that doesn't even need to be there. Yeah. It makes me want to take a step back and just ask why you're even asking the question. What is it that's causing you to ask such a question? 
Yeah. And the answer could be different from person to person, but I wonder if one of the reasons and one of the common reasons is just a, a lack of trust or a skepticism about the trustworthiness of your husband. Hmm. And so yeah. you, you want to test it out. You want to see, you know, is he you know, looking around at attractive women? Mm-hmm. Is he, you know, not enjoying my meals, uh, complaining in his mind? And, and so you kind of test your hypothesis in the form of a question where you're going to get the answer you're looking for, regardless of whether he says yes or no. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think if there's a lack of trust between husband and wife, that is a huge underlying problem that's not only going to manifest itself in terms of trap questions, right? it's also going to manifest itself elsewhere. And husband and wife have to be a team. You've got to be on the same team as your spouse or you're in serious trouble. Yep. Got to be on their side, got to be with them and got to trust them. Right. So, So you talk about turning the tables here and asking questions that set up your spouse for success. And asking questions that are good, that build up, that encourage, that help. Right. That's the kind of question we got to ask. Right. Yeah. And I think those questions, they're they're so broad, right? But certain questions that are going to put uh, the spouse's needs above your own, certain questions that are going to show that you want to help your spouse or you want... You're, you know, asking how they're doing. I mean, these questions need to be motivated by thinking the best for them rather than some sort of, I don't know, mistrusting question or manipulating question or whatever. Yeah. I think maybe one more underlying motivation um, before we talk about manipulation that you just described there is insecurity. Yes, for if, sure. If, if, the spouse is feeling insecure about the way they mm-hmm. look or the thing that they made or whatever it may be. They have this weakness and this insecurity and they throw it out there for their spouse to say, no, 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 no. That's mm-hmm. not going on at all. Mm-hmm. This, you look pretty yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They are wanting the, yeah, affirmation. Like, are, I'm still beautiful, right? Or I'm still this or that. I mean, they're just wanting someone to pay attention to them. It's because they feel totally insecure. I think that would be a, that's a huge motivation. Yeah. And so I wonder if like one of the ways that we can combat this as husband and wife is just to be really proactive about saying good things about our spouses so that the spouse doesn't have to go fishing for it. Yes. Do I look pretty? Well, you know that I think you look pretty because I tell you every single day. And you you do. That kind of thing where, you know, you don't have to fish for a compliment about a meal or whatever it may be, because we, between us in our relationship, we offer these things up all the time. It's a part of our regular discussion. So if you can build that into your relationship where it's not uncommon or weird or out of place to just lavish, you know, compliments and praises, yeah, then that would be a good thing. And I actually know of a wife who um, just wanted to work on this in her marriage. And so I'm keeping her accountable of just verbalizing these things that she is so thankful for with her spouse, her husband. She is praying about it. She is intentionally focused on making sure that she says, thank you so much for working hard. Thank you so much for disciplining our child just now. I so appreciate how you you know, take care of our home, just all these things. She is wanting to make sure that 
She doesn't only think those things, but she says those things. And for her, she just tends to be more of a critical, I don't know, be more critical and see the things she wishes he would do or hopes he would do or, you know, why didn't you do these things? But instead, she's really shifted her focus to say, wow, look at all the amazing things my husband's done, who he is, how he loves us, how he serves. And she's wanting to really focus her words on that, being encouraging, praising him, um, and and making that a focus of each day. That's great. And and so maybe the third aspect of this that we talk about is how it can be driven by an underlying desire for manipulation mm. and just trying to twist circumstances or the conversation in your benefit or according to your agenda. Yeah. Yeah. I see this temptation at the end of a long day because I have a bajillion words left in my head when the kids are... <laughs> what a sticky thicket. Uh, no, wicket, not thicket, <laughs> wicket. <laughs> it's a sticky wicket for me. Thank you, husband. But I have, I've got the kids down. I've had a lot of children conversation, you know, simple vocab and talks about snacks and, you know, just basic things. And then you're home. It's the end of the night sometimes. And I've got a lot more I want to say. And I find myself wanting to manipulate the situation here by saying, even though I see your eyelids at like 20%, yeah. <laughs> you're on the couch, you're finally resting, and you're just, you know, for whatever reason that day, you're done. Going down fast. You're, exactly. And I can see it. It's obvious. And instead, I kind of say like, oh, did you, you want to talk about this right now? Or I, I really want to talk about this big thing. And it's like, well, this is not the right time. This is even not a great question because the answer is obvious. You don't. You don't want to talk about it. You need to rest. You need to get to bed. You need to kind of shut down, have it just be, I don't know. So it's a trap question. Yes. If you see me falling asleep and you yeah. say, do you want to talk about, you know, the family budget? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, no. No. What? Yes. You don't want to yes, talk I do. about the budget? I do, but I don't. We should talk about the budget, you know, <laughs> and then you get nagging in there. You know, I don't even want to talk about the budget. You know, there's a lot that can come as a result. So I think we have to be careful of those manipulating questions that kind of, you know the answer. Why are you even asking the question? And so what I've tried to do, which I think is helpful, I don't know, you can weigh in, babe, <laughs> but I've tried to say, hey, I, there's something I really want to talk about. When's the best time to talk about this? And a That lot is of a non-trap question. Yeah. That's great. And, I, and I'm on it. Like, and you'll say, oh, let's talk tomorrow during nap time. Or what about, you know, at our date this week? Let's, t we, uh, let's dive into that. Or, yeah. you know, we can set up a time, put it on the calendar if we need to, so we don't forget. But I think that's an awesome way to go about the question is really get, think of their best interests and not just yours. Right. Yeah. And so you just quoted Philippians chapter two, uh, starting in verse three, it says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Which when we ask a question in order to push our agenda, mm -hmm. we're not counting others more significant than ourselves. The passage goes on. It says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And so it's really easy for us to push our interests on top of our spouse in order to try to get what we want. When what this passage calls us to do is to prefer their interests over ours. Look yeah. out for their interests, not just your own. Yeah. Yeah. 
So can I challenge the wives here? Can I challenge the husbands? Yeah. <laughs> I, let's just, wives. Was it, that was that a trap question? No. <laughs> well, I felt like you were, I mean, is it, it was more like, is it time? Yes. Is it time to do the challenge? It was driven by a good motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, wives, if you see that you do this, then you need to confess that to your spouse Tell a friend and an accountability partner. That'd be a great idea. And and then have somebody ask you about it in the next few weeks and, and check in with you and make sure you're not doing this anymore. And give your spouse the open door, the wide open door to point it out if you do some of these things. Like if, if I saw this in my life, I would want to say, babe, if you see me do this again, like just be like, oh, that's kind of a trap question, you know, yeah. in a loving way or whatever. Right. But don't – I would want you to be able to point it out to me and without me getting defensive because I want to work on it. That's good. And to the husbands, I would say don't look out for your own interests only but also for the interests of your spouse. And maybe one night you are tired and your eyes are at 20% <laughs> and you're falling asleep on the couch, but your <laughs> wife really wants to talk about something and you can tell. Yes. Well, get up. Slap yourself in the face a few times and be ready and willing to have the conversation. And maybe you have part of it and you circle back to it the next day. But I think this goes both ways. This, this, this goes both ways and both parties can sacrifice their desires and or preferences in the moment in favor of their spouse. Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> Let's do that. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for joining in. Hopefully this was helpful and stirs up a good conversation and keeps you from sticky wickets. Right. <laughs> and what's the difference between a wicket and a thicket? I don't I don't know, but I like the word wicket better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Subscribe, share. <laughs>